Action. How are you guys doing? Um, as we get into tonight's message, whew, let's get started. We've arrived. Okay, we have arrived. We just spent like uh, probably the last five, six weeks in the temptations of Jesus. Okay, so we've arrived means that we've moved on from that passage. And I just want to continue in Luke chapter 4. Okay, short little word tonight uh, in the time that we have left. So if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 4. We're going to pick it up at verse 14. Everybody say spirit. Spirit. Spirit, Okay. You got God the Father, you got God the Son, and you got God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Right now we are um, living in a time where God the Father is on the throne. Yeah. Jesus is at the right hand. And the Holy Spirit is here. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is here. If you have any understanding of God, if you have said a prayer, you know, if you've just kind of thrown out a prayer, like even if you didn't understand who God was, and you just throw a prayer out there, like, God, even are you you out there? I tell you, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Uh, Before I came to Waipuna Chapel, I was was a pastor at uh, Pukalani Community Church Nazarene. Yeah? And one of the things that they teach in their doctrine is prevenient grace. So the work that God is doing through the Holy Spirit before we come to salvation. Yeah. That the moment we realize God is here and he's real and he's in love with us, God's already been doing a ton of work in our lives. Yeah. Like when we actually come to this understanding of who God is, it's not on our own accord that we understand who God is. God's already been doing some work. Okay? So we want to talk a little bit tonight about the, the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Let's pray. And then uh, we'll read and we'll get into it a little bit. Um, let's pray. Jesus, thanks so much, Father, for tonight. Thanks for a solid time of praise and worship, Lord. Good prayer time. Thanks, Father, for... Uh, your word, we invite you, Lord, to come and speak to us. Jesus, thanks for your word, man. We would be lost without it. Thanks that it's, uh, it's the road map. It's the thing that is better than GPS, Lord. You know, the GPS of our life. Where do we get from, how do we get from one place to the next, Lord? Uh, thanks that you uh, have panned it out all already. So I just invite you to come and speak tonight, Lord. Come and have your way. Um, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 14. Um, and Jesus returned in power uh, of the Spirit to Galilee. And a report about him uh, went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, 
because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of the synagogue, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Amen? Amen. Okay, we'll pause right there. Okay, so we just came from talking about Jesus in the desert. Yeah, Jesus baptized by John the Baptist. Yeah, in the baptism, the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove, which is kind of a cool imagery of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, gentle. The Holy Spirit, kind. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, not like a pterodactyl or an eagle, you know? Like power by gentleness, amen? Not power by authority, which is kind of cool. I'm not sure how many of you have been to like a charismatic Pentecostal type of church. Sometimes you get a sense that the Holy Spirit is like high energy, you know? Whereas the image we get from the Holy Spirit being descent on to Jesus is that it's like a dove, okay? And then you, we hear the voice from heaven. Before Jesus did anything, yeah? Before he started his ministry, before he did any miracles, before he started preaching, the voice from heaven, God the Father saying, yeah, you are my son, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Like, I love you, you know? Like the love of the Father on Jesus before Jesus did anything. Sometimes in this world, we got to do stuff, yeah? To earn people's love, to earn people's respect, to earn people's trust. It's pretty awesome that God came to Jesus and said, hey, you my boy, you know? And sent and gave him the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, before temptations, he was full. Everybody say full. Full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Every part of him, full. Mind, strength, soul, full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads him into the desert. Yeah? In the desert, while he's fasting, boom, tempted. Yeah? Tempted by the tempter. Tempted by the devil. Yeah? The devil is known as the tempter. Okay? And we kind of spent the last handful of weeks talking about the temptations. Now we find Jesus, post-temptation, is he full of the Holy Spirit? Yes, he is. What is the one thing that's different? He's not, he's not in heaven. No. What's the difference? Post-temptations, post-desert, post-fasting, he's still full of the Holy Spirit. What's the difference? <coughs> read your Bibles. <coughs> the answer's in there. <coughs> we just read it. Verse 14, what's the difference? Yeah, no, what does it say? No, no, no. Come on, what does it say? He's not filled by the Holy Spirit. He's, he's empowered, yeah? Like he's in the power of the Holy Spirit. My friends, hey, there's something that happens in trial. There's something that happens in temptations. Sometimes there's a work that God has to create in us that he cannot create on the lazy boy. There's a work that God wants to do in us sometimes that cannot be created in times of peace, in times of rest, in times of prosperity. Sometimes God takes us to a season where you get tempted and you go through 
trials. Why? Because God's trying to teach you something. There's a, there's a miracle that happened in the desert where Jesus went from being full of the Holy Spirit to finally being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And it's, and it's cool how we read that story. We should have a good understanding of, of what, what God's desire is for our lives. James chapter 1, yeah? Consider it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds because of testing, because of the trials, yeah? Wait, consider it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds because the test. Amen. You know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Like you cannot get perseverance outside of the trial. So when you're in the trial, you got to know that the desire of God is not that you would just stay the same, but that you would become more like Christ. And sometimes us becoming more like Christ, yeah, we got to go through the trial. Amen? You guys following me? So we, we don't always want to take the easy way out. Amen? This world is full of uh, cruise control, fast food, yeah? Like getting the easy way out. That was the temptation. A lot of the temptations that, that Jesus went through in the desert was Satan tempting Jesus to take the easy way out. God said this, put him to the test. Was Jesus going to get now what God had promised later? And sometimes the temptation that Jesus went through is the same type of tr temptation try that we go through. Are we going to take the easy way out? Or are we going to take the road less traveled? Are we going to go the same route everybody else is going? Or are we going to route of obedience? Sometimes the route of obedience is a little tough. But it's needed, amen? It's needed. So Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, boom. He starts his ministry, okay? He starts his ministry, um, verse 16, okay? So reports about him started going through, yeah, verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue, which was the church, on the Sabbath day, which is kind of like our Sunday, and he stood up to read. So it was the custom in the church that you would stand up and you would read, and then you would sit down and then you would teach. So Jesus stood up, he read the scripture of the day, he sat down, and everybody was like, okay, now he's going to start teaching. Okay? He was in his hometown. As was his custom, he was what? What was his custom? This is Jesus. We want to model Jesus, right? We want to become like Jesus. So he was a teacher, but what was his custom? As was his custom, he, he went to church. As was his custom, what did he do? As was his custom, he went to church. As was his custom, what else did he do? He went to church. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Most of the answers, all the answers that, the questions I'm asking you is coming from the Bible, okay? Don't be throwing out like random stuff that you think is right. Look at what we just read. So as was his custom, right? He was in church when? On the Sabbath day, which for us is Sunday, Okay? But that, back then it was probably Saturday, but who knows, okay? Nonetheless, there was a set-apart day, yeah? So fast forward to the 21st century. There was a day set apart where he went and he worshiped with the body. I don't know when it is that you choose, but you got to find a time to worship with the body, Okay? 
Monday nights is pretty cool. Yeah. I think when, when you gather with a larger body, it's even cooler because you have multi-ethnicities and you have a variation in ages and experiences. And it's cooler when Jocelyn comes. Okay? So it's good, yeah, as was the custom. Jesus was in the habit of reading the word. He was in the habit of being with God's people. That's a good habit for us to have, okay? Don't stop that. When you graduate from high school, it's going to be the hardest time in your life to find a body, yeah? Because you guys are comfortable here. Monday night's comfortable, yeah? Weekends, you got Grace Church, you got Paul Keller, you got the Naz, you got KC, you got Waipuna, you know? Like it's comfortable. You have a place where you've grown up in. Then you graduate from high school, and, you know, for those that move away, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do now? Yeah, or you stay here and get a job, and it's like, I'm on my own now. Am I going to go to that church, or what am I going to do? And for a lot of, it's, it, the, the, the statistic is crazy. It's like 60 to 80% of those who graduate from high school graduate from the church. Like, they leave. They don't come back. It's critical for us to be in a custom to reading God's word, to be in a custom of worshiping with God's body. From when they graduate from high school, they, they leave the church. Yeah? That's kind of the statistic. I'm, that's one of the statistics I, I try to change here. Like I love having the, the, the graduates here. You know? Like it's good having you guys around. Even if you guys are not serving, it's great having you guys a part of the body. Why? It makes everybody else here understand that when I leave and I graduate from high school, it doesn't mean that I don't have a place to call home again. You know? Like, we will always have a place for you, okay? There will always be a home on this island for you guys to come and worship. Good stuff? Great stuff. stuff. So Jesus chooses a scripture, okay? So Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, yeah, empowered by the Holy Spirit, he's able, he reads a scripture, and then he starts teaching, okay? I want to read this scripture one more time, okay? So verse 18 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. Yeah, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord. What what is this? What is this verse? This is Jesus' what? This is his mission statement. This is his purpose. I mean, we, all of us in here are asking ourselves that. What is our, what is our purpose, yeah? What is our meaning? Why are we here, God? I was born, I, I got the skills and talents that you gave me, the family that I was raised in or the family I was not raised in. I got, yeah, strengths and weaknesses. I got triumphs, I got failures, victories, and losses, all that I have up until now in my life. Why? If you guys are looking for a direction, I'm telling you, you don't have to look too far because God is the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one who was thinking about you before any one of your days came. Don't chase after things of this world. If you want to find answers of life and answers of purpose, yeah, you got to find it in God's word. So God opens, Jesus opens up his word, and from the word, he says, here, this is what I'm going to be about. Yeah? He says, here, the Spirit of God is on me 
filled and empowered. These are the things that are going to be about. Okay? He was anointed. I want to talk about, I'm going to break, break these down a little bit. So he was anointed. So uh, in, in the Old Testament, sometimes when they did anointings, they would grab these perfumes and oils. Anybody go to like, uh, like Macy's or you go through these women's sections where it's just all perfume, right? And then you're just like, no, no, no cologne. Which is like a two by two section and all the rest is like, Okay, anyway, so you walk through these areas where predominantly it's perfumes, okay, or and or in Jacob's case, cologne, okay. Uh, what would happen in the Old Testament is that when you uh, got anointed, sometimes they would open up these jars of perfume and just like, I mean, not just the spray, you're getting the fire hose method, Okay. <laughs> anointed yeah like there's no other smell coming off of you except for that anointing okay the the smell and the fragrance of that perfume or in jacob's case the cologne okay so the spirit of god is on jesus because he has been anointed to proclaim preach good news to the poor the poor in the physical, the poor in the spirit. He's proclaiming the good news. What is the good news? So, so he hasn't, he never died yet, okay? So what is the good news? Redemption, what else? What is the good news, my friends? The gospel, okay? So the good news was that there was a new way for us to have access to God. Hey, what is the good news, yeah? Headline news. What is the message? What is the thing that Jesus is delivering? There's a new way. There's a new way. You don't have to earn your righteousness and your stripes. We earn our righteousness by faith in Jesus. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, yeah? For by grace we have been saved through faith, and it is a free gift, so no one can boast. Amen? A new way. Prior to Jesus, it was like this, this merit Boy Scout thing where you did these works, and then you got these awards, and you did these works, and you got those awards, and, and Jesus preached against those things. He was anointed to proclaim good news to the poor. Yeah? Poor of spirit, poor in the physical. He has sent to proclaim, to preach, yeah? Liberty to the captives, like liberation. I think of uh, uh, Martin Luther King, yeah? That's like the, the easiest way for us to think, especially now with like all these shootings and blacks and whites and Jesus came to as, as, as like a, a Martin Luther King type, you know? Like to bring liberation, to, to free those that are in captivity. Not only those captive, uh, maybe in prison, like we don't have, well, actually the Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah, the Spirit actually broke some people out of prison, which is pretty awesome, okay? That works. But more than just physical prison, you guys got to understand that Satan is what? All about imprisoning us. John chapter 10, verse 10. 
the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Like that's what Satan is all about. Not only Satan, but what? The world. Anything that is not of God, its end goal is to entrap you, to imprison you, to steal the life that God uh, ultimately promised to us. And if you chase after the things of the world, that's where you're going to end. That's where you're going to end. Okay? Jesus was anointed so that we could be set free from those things. Jesus went to the cross so that we could be set free from sin and death. Yeah? He became liberty to the captives. He also came to recover sight to the blind. We know that Jesus healed blind people. But every single one of us here was healed of blindness. Blindness of the spirit. That when we, have, when we don't have understanding, yeah, when you don't have vision for what it is that God has planned for you, you're blind. We are blind. The Bible says those that, those that where there's no vision, you know, the people perish. Where, where there's no purpose, people perish. They die. There's no, like, goal. We don't want to chase after the things of the world. We want to chase after the things of God. Blindness, yeah? We don't have faith by the things that we see. We have faith, Why? Because we believe in the one who we can't see. Anybody see God? We see the works of God, right? And we believe and we trust in the one that we can't see. And how do we have faith? Because God has healed us of our blindness. Our spiritual eyes. Our spiritual eyes. I love what Paul says, that, that, that what we fight against, we, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. What's happening here is way more than flesh and blood. There's other things happening behind the scenes in the, in the spiritual realm. Angels, demons, yeah, fighting over us. I think about that sometimes. I, uh, there's this great uh, Christian fiction book, um, This Present Darkness. I'm not sure how many of you guys have heard about it, but if you want like a, if you want your mind just to be like, Thought, you know, when, when you're thinking about what is happening in the spiritual realm, it's a great book talking about like angels like scrapping demons and, and, and the one that is calling in the angels is this, this old little lady praying in her closet and it's a, it's a book, this, this Present Darkness. There's a series. I don't know what the other... No, it's mean. When you read it, you're, you're seriously, your mind is just racing with like... Um, oh, bro. Is that from here? Yeah. I got to keep on preaching. Money's falling out of my Bible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blessings, spiritual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're on the same page, Cody. We're on the same page. This present darkness. Yeah. There's, there's like a series. There's like a series. It's, it's action. Okay, let's keep on. So uh, everybody say he was sent. Say that again. He was sent. He was sent means that he belonged, and after he belonged, he was equipped, and he was empowered, and then he was sent. There's going to come a time where you guys are going to be sent. 
the reason why we, we leave church biblically, uh, I'm kind of on the third, for the most part, biblically, the church kicks you out. That's biblical. Okay? I'll talk about this later. Okay? So biblically, you can get kicked out of the church. You guys are like, what? That's not grace. I'm telling you, sometimes you got to get kicked, literally, and that can be grace. Secondly, sometimes you, you, you can choose to leave if, if the church that you become a part of becomes cultish, like they start preaching stuff that's not of the Bible. Drop it and run, okay? Unless you're like part of the leadership, then maybe you have a chance to influence them in the right direction, okay? But for the most part, if you go to a church and they start preaching things that are not within the Bible, okay, and not accurately interpreted holistic, okay, which means we take into context what is happening. We're not just choosing one verse, but we're reading it within the story and interpreting that within the context of God's people, that's big right there. I'm telling you, we're living in a world, we're in the church, there's all kinds of lies now. And you guys got to guard yourselves. You guys got to know God's word. We just went through the temptations, right? Jesus responded how? With an accurate interpretation of God's word. Because Satan knew the word, and he said, hey, this is what the Bible says. Hey, this is what the Bible says. Hey, this is what the Bible says. And Jesus says, oh, well, I know, yeah, it says it there, but you, you're a little bit off. That's not how it's interpreted. So we're living in a world where People are preaching from God's word, but they, they're telling you lies. So, reasons why we get kicked out of the church, or, or reason why we leave the church. One, uh, what did I say? Oh yeah, one, you get kicked out. Two, you leave because they're not preaching like things that are of the Bible, you know. If they're preaching of the Bible and you don't like it, that's different. Right? Where they're telling you, God says not to do that, and you're doing it, and are like, I want to do that. I'm leaving this church. <laughs> okay, that's a little bit different than them preaching something that is unbiblical. If they're preaching the Bible and you're getting convicted, don't leave. That's a good place for you to stay. I heard it said that, that preachers should um, afflict the comforted and comfort the afflicted. So if you are the comforted and you're getting afflicted by God's word, stay in that church. That's a good place. Okay? And lastly, and this is the, the one joyous one, there's a reason why we leave God's like a, a local body sometimes. Yeah? Is is because you're sent. Yeah. You're sent. That means there's a work that God has called you to that will take you outside the local body and and the, the church comes around you and they pray for you and they say, Hey, we got you, man. You have our blessing. Boom. And you leave. Before coming to Waipuna four years ago, the church that I left um, was kind of going through some changes. And I, and I felt like God wanted me to come here. But the, the one thing that I needed, like I wasn't going to leave that church unless I got, was them sending me. I've heard a lot of people just leave churches. And you guys are going to meet people. Yeah? That just leave church because they feel like it. Don't let that be your story. Yeah? Hopefully your story isn't getting kicked out of the church. Hopefully your story isn't that you're in a church that is like cultish. Hopefully your story is if you ever leave, you get the blessing of the pastors. You get the blessing of the elders. You get the blessing of the body. They, they pray for you and say, hey, we love you. Boom. Get out of here. Go do God's work. Amen?
So Jesus, he was sent, and he was sent for a mission. He was sent for a purpose. He had a message, and he had a people to go and help. Okay? So he was sent to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering sight for the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Okay? That the year of the Lord's favor is now. Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Today is the day of salvation. Yeah. Today is the day of salvation. Like there's salvation being offered now. So Jesus was saying, there's like, actually Paul, Paul wrote it, and Paul's like, today guys, now is a time of salvation. There wasn't, this season wasn't there pre-Jesus. We're living in the post-Jesus time right now. Jesus came, he lived, he loved, he died, resurrected, boom, he ascended into heaven, and now we're living in the Holy Spirit time. And now salvation is being offered, which means what? There's going to come a time where salvation isn't going to be offered. And this is why we work. This is why we studied the Bible, not only that we can get equipped, but so that those around us are going to hear about the gospel the good news that God is, is holy and sinless and man is full of sin and not holy and God knew that there was a problem. Sin created distance and he sent Jesus to come to be the answer to it all. And because Jesus is here, he atones for our sin and now we can have relationship with God. That's the good news, my friends. Every single one of us in here should be able to say that. Yeah, like you should just think it, breathe it. Why? Because we're believers. This is why we do what we do. That God is perfect, man is not perfect because of sin. So what was the solution? Jesus. Jesus and what he did on the cross, what he did in the grave, gave us access to God again because there's no more sin, amen? There's no more sin. Like we... And ask God for forgiveness. He heals us. He makes us into this like son and daughter of God. And then we go on living. And next time we sin, we go, hey God, clean me off, man. Hey, Shaka, I need your help, right? First John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, yeah? James 5, 16, there's healing when we confess our sins to one another. If you got stuff on you, Find one of the leaders around here. Just be like, hey, man, I got, can you pray for me? Just in you speaking it out, yeah, sometimes that's the battle. Sometimes that's the battle. Jesus was on a mission, man. He was full of the Holy Spirit, and then he was empowered through the trials. And then he just had purpose, you know? And where did he get his purpose from? The word, bro. And you're going to see it in Jesus' life. Like he, he, would, he's going, he goes into these towns where he would do miracles and people would just flock to him. And then he would just bounce. Next town. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you leaving? Look at all the people we have. They're giving us stuff, you know? Like, they want to make you king. They want to make you governor. Like, come and stay. And he's like, that's not my purpose. 
Like you got, we got to have purpose. Why? Because the crowd is going to change. Yeah, The people around you is going to change. You guys have to be able to answer the question, why do I do what I do? That's a great question for all those like 25 and under to be asking yourself. God, what do you want me to do? And as I do those things, why do I do the things that I do? Good. There's a lot of good things in there. So where are you? Yeah. Where are you in this? If you're a believer in God, then you got the Holy Spirit of God. Are you full of the Holy Spirit or are you like, man, Holy Spirit is like moving me. Causing you to do things that you normally wouldn't do on your like own thinking, you know. I want to give you guys a couple scriptures before we leave. That's why I have this blackboard up here. So if you guys pen and paper and or uh, cell phone, take this down. Okay. The little mission for us. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple handful of scriptures that will just. Hopefully this is what you can use when you are thinking about your relationship with God and purpose and mission in life. Okay, first scripture, like a starting point. Okay, Proverbs. Proverbs 9, 10. Okay, a great starting point for us. Proverbs 9, 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom and understanding. Okay? I'm going to teach you a little bit about the, the fear of God. Okay? All right. Next verse. This is probably one of my favorite chapters in, in all the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Yeah. Verse uh, 10. For we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for all that we've said and done. Okay? Like, that's a real statement. For those that are covered in the blood of Christ, when we go up to there, there's not going to have any record of our wrongdoings. Amen? That's why you need to call out to God. You know? Like, like Jesus needs to be like, so interwoven with you that he's like, he's on your lips, he's on your mind, he is in your heart. Why? Because there's going to come a time where we stand before God the Father and there's going to be the day of reckoning where he's going to separate the righteous from the unrighteous, those that are sons and daughters of God and those that aren't. And it's real clear. It's real clear. Like if you are of him, boom, you're in. And he's going to know and you're going to know. If you know, that's going to be like a day of celebration. If you don't know, be real scary. You're going to try to sell it. You're be like, God, what about this? What about that? And the only thing that's going to be seen is your sin. The very thing that keeps us out of heaven, you know? Okay? So, related, yeah? Day of reckoning, fear of God. Okay? Uh, 2 Corinthians 
the verse right before. 5.9. So 2 Corinthians 5.9 and also Colossians uh, 3.17, I think. Okay, so Second uh, Corinthians 5.9 says that we make it our aim to please him in all that we do. Amen? Like, why do we do the things that we do? Our, we do it to, to please God. And if what we're doing isn't pleasing God, we probably shouldn't do it. That's real easy. Yeah? If it's pleasing and honorable to God, guarantee he's all over it. Okay? And then uh, Colossians 3.17. Uh, let me read it. I think it's uh, everything that you do, do it all for the glory of God. Pretty much. Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Father. In the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Yeah? So whatever you do, let's do it like onto him. Onto him and for him. Okay? So what do we do? Okay? In general. Okay? In general, the things that... uh, Okay? These are the basic things that we want to do for him. Three things. Close. Greatest commandment? Yeah. We love God. Okay. We love others. You know that, bro. The last one. This is the one where we miss sometimes. Yeah. We are called to go baptize, to teach, and to make disciples. Okay? These are the last words, yeah? The last words of Jesus. Okay? Going to all nations, baptizing them, yeah? Teaching them all that he has commanded us. And then, yeah? Baptize. Baptize and teach and disciple. (laughs) Yeah, go therefore um, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Okay? Uh, Matthew 28, all the way at the end. The last chapter in the book of Matthew. Okay? So over here, good. Mark 12. <laughs> okay? So Mark 12, 29 through 32, the greatest commandment. Yeah? And then uh, Matthew 28. Okay? That's the, the Great Commission. Yeah. That's yes, also, yeah. These are verses that should be on the forefront of our minds. The beginning of wisdom is a healthy fear of God. Why do we fear God? Because you're going to meet him face to face one day. Okay? That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And so when we know that we're going to meet with him, in all that we do, we do things to please him. We do things like in his name and for his name and for his purpose. And what are, like for the most part, in all that we do, 
that we should either be loving and serving God through it. We should be loving and caring for others. And don't miss the third one. Baptize, teach, and yeah. A disciple literally means a follower. Like as you follow God, you're going to want other people to follow. Like the analogy is we're on this trail, yeah? So we're, we're on this hike on to salvation, on to God, on to him. And as we walk the trail, we can take other people's on it. Why? Because we, we already know. Like, hey, watch this. Let's go here. Let's go left. Let's go right. Why? Because you already walked the trail of discipleship. So when we follow Jesus on this path of life, other people are going to come into our path and we can take them on that path faith journey because we've already walked it. Mission. Okay? I don't know where you're specific, what it's going to look like. We can do this through, like Jacob at basketball. Yeah? Uh, Blair has an amazing testimony yeah, that she shared with me a little while ago from what God used uh, of her within volleyball. Yeah? Uh, in your schools, in your sports, in your job, in your family, in your groups of friends. We got to have purpose, okay? The truth is, you're going to meet with God and your friend's going to meet with God. Let's love them, let's serve them, let's, through the work of the Holy Spirit, make them disciples, amen? This is good, man. This is good stuff right here, okay? This is not elementary Christianity. This is like, yeah? This is mature stuff. All right, 901, sorry, a little bit late, but let's pray, let's pray. Yeah, Jesus, thanks so much, Father, for tonight. Thanks for your word, Lord. Thanks for the spirit that was on you. Um, Father, there was something that happened where you went from being full of the Holy Spirit to um, being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And Father, I, I pray that that work would happen in every one of us. Then in order to accomplish the things that are here, to have a healthy understanding of who you are, to have a healthy understanding of a fear of God, and then to be able to um, please you in all that we do and to, to love you and, and to make disciples, Father. We, we cannot do that on our own. We need your Holy Spirit, Father, to work through us. So, Spirit living God, I just pray that you would fall afresh on us and, and start a fire in us, Lord, that will never die, that will never fade. Um, Thanks so much, Father, for tonight. We love you. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.